أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وذرياته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد uh, Today we're recording from the road uh, I am on my way back from uh, Moline, Illinois, which is on the border of Iowa, on the banks of the Mississippi River, one of the greatest of Allah Ta'ala's uh, blessings on this land. Uh, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala make its ni'mah flow in khair and afiyah and give the tawfiq of its people to make tawbah from kufr and to embrace the path of righteousness and give them hidayah. Ameen. Uh, just like our elders, may Allah Ta'ala have mercy on them and sanctify their secret, uh, used to spend their days in mujahada in the path of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. It's an honor that they did great mujahadat and Allah Ta'ala gave them a great maqam. Allah Ta'ala gave us the tawfiq of doing whatever little thing that we can do so that we get something from Him as well. Uh, Hazrat Mawlana Hussein Ahmad Madani Rahimahullah Ta'ala who was one of the khulafa of Mawlana Rashid Ahmad Gangohi who was mentioned in yesterday's majlis he said I spent half of my time either in jail or on the rail uh, meaning either traveling or in jail in the days when injustice and zulm uh, are prevalent then jail is a place for respectable people to be May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from the makayid and the shurur of the people of evil. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala free those of our brothers and sisters who are unjustly incarcerated in this land or in another land. And whoever Allah ta'ala takes sacrifice from, may He give them sabr and patience to endure it and accept it from them. Today we read about from the Tazkirah Mashaykh Chisht of Hazrat Shaykh Mulana Zakaria Rahimullah um, regarding Hazrat Shaykh Miyaji Nur Muhammad Janjanavi Rahimullah Ta'ala. Uh, Mia is a, an address term or an address title for the Muslims of North India. The word Mia uh, amongst many people is synonymous with uh, somebody being Muslim. It's an indicator of them being uh, a Muslim, and it's a way Hindus address the Muslims. Um, it was his tawadu uh, uh, and his humility um, because of which people called him uh, Mianji, uh, which is essentially the lowest common denominator in terms of rank with people. Uh, nobody thought he was anyone special or a person of nisbah or ilm or, or spirituality or any of these things. Rather, uh, as, we'll, as we'll read, he was essentially a Qur'an teacher, taught alif ba ta tha to the children, and so no big deal. And it's because of a blemish in our aqidah that we think that the people who teach alif ba ta tha in the book of Allah Ta'ala to children, that it's no big deal. But as we'll read, it's a very big deal, uh, especially for those who Allah Ta'ala loves. So Mianji was born in the year 1201 Hijra. His hometown was Janjana. His father's name was Sayyid Jamal Muhammad Alawi, rahimahullah. Uh, and this is something actually even the Mashaykh, the Shaykh al-Hadith of the Madrasa that I studied in, 
Sayyid uh, uh, Mahmoud Mia, his father was the Bani, uh, uh, the builder of, uh, the establisher of the Jamia Madaniya. His name was Sayyid Hamid Mia, and his father, Sayyid Muhammad Mia, was a very close associate of Mawlana Hussein Ahmad Madani, the aforementioned. Um, the reason they appended the word Mia to their name rather than Sayyid was out of their tawadu, out of their their humility that rather than, than extolling in front of other people that they're from the Ahlul Bayt of the Prophet Wasallam, they be, preferred to be known as just one of the regular uh, people of the Muslims. And being one of the rank and file of the Muslims is not something ever to be belittled. In fact, when Abu Sufyan came to Medina Munawwara before the Fath to try to effect some sort of reconciliation in, in the, the ceasefire and truce that the Quraysh had broken themselves, he went first to Sahih bin Rumi, then to Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, uh, or perhaps the other way around, and neither of them would, uh, uh, would, tr- would, would give him any sort of respect uh, or listen to his pleas. And Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhum, when he found out, he chastised them and said, this is an elder of Quraysh, you should treat him with respect. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in fact, uh, sided with, with, the, with the two, uh, uh, Bilal and Suhaib radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. Uh, as a sign of the honor of, of, of every single one of the Muslims. So, uh, uh, Mianji, he took the name of, he took the title of Mianji rather than, uh, uh, that of the Sadat, the Ahlul Bayt of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And it's a sign of his truly being a, a, a representative of the Ahlul Bayt of Rasulullah Alaihi Wasallam. That he wanted nothing more than to be just a regular rank and file person of this Ummah like the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Who said, "Ju'ilat rizqi tahta zilli rumhi," or "Kama qala alayhi sallatu sallam," that my my rizq, my provision was put in the shade of my spear, and the spear is the weapon of the infantry foot soldier. It's not the weapon of an elite soldier, or of a knight, or of a a nobleman, or of a king. Uh, the, the the noblemen kings had swords. Uh, rather, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is from his humility that he wanted to express how he was one of the Muslims and a regular, uh, a regular person, even though he wasn't, nothing was regular about him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But uh, this is part of the spiritual reality of man tawada alillahi rafa'ahullah, the one who humbles himself for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala raises them. His father's name was Sayyid Jamal Muhammad Alawi. He's of the children of Hazrat Shah Abdul Razak Janjanawi, rahimullah Ta'ala. He is by birth an Alawi, in the ninth ancestral link, Hazrat Mianji's lineage uh, links up with the Sheikh Shah Abdul Razak. He acquired the nisbah or the connection of tariqah from Hazrat Shah Abdul Rahim. He took the utmost care to conceal his spiritual state from others. He had occupied himself with teaching the Quran to small uh, children in the town of Lohari, which is near Tana Bhavan, in, uh, in the, uh, the area between the Ganga and the Jamna. They call it the Doaba, between those two rivers uh, uh, of the Ganga and Jamna, which are sacred, uh, again, sacred to the Hindus. And uh, strangely enough, even though it's their sacred land, uh, so many awliya of Allah Ta'ala came from that place. So many awliya of Allah Ta'ala came from that place. His obedience to the sunnah was of a very lofty degree. For 30 years, he never missed the opening takbir of any congregational prayer. His extreme concealment did not permit anyone to know of his excellences. This is, uh, this is what, what the tasawwuf of deen is, that a person should be concerned with what Allah and His Rasul ﷺ are concerned with. 
if a person's tasawwuf has to do with flying in the air and turning rock into gold, that's not as impressive as what? As 30 years not missing the opening takbir of any prayer and congregation. His extreme concealment did not permit him to let anyone know of his excellences. It was a dream that Hazrat Ji Haji Imdadullah uh, Al-Muhajir Al-Makki uh, ta'ala, whose uh, um, biography we shared a couple of nights ago uh, and who was the uh, disciple of Miyaji Nur Muhammad. It was a dream that Haji Saab had which revealed to everybody Hazrat Miyaji's elevated status. Hazrat Haji Imdadullah uh, in a quest for his shaykh was extremely restless. This will be explained later in detail. And just as a, uh, as a recap, uh, Haji Imdadullah, he was looking for a shaykh and he was in a perturbed state and he saw, that was the first time he saw Rasulullah in a dream. He saw Rasulullah who indicated to him that this uh, uh, Miyaji, this is the one that you want to go to, he's the one that you're going to receive the, uh, you're going to receive the uh, inundation of uh, divine favor from. So go look for him. He showed him his picture and he looked for him and he looked for him and when he finally found him, uh, Mianji himself said you know, to him that what took you so long or something to that effect. Hazrat Haji Saab's father, Haji Imdadullah's father, sorry, grandfather, Mullah Bulaqi arrived. Taking Haji Saab's hand, he propelled him to, uh, to Rasulullah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a dream took the hand of Haji Saab and placed it in the hand of the Shaykh al-Mashaykh, Hazrat Mianji Nur Muhammad. Since he had no awareness of who Hazrat Mianji was, he was completely baffled after the dream. Who is this elder and where can he be found? These were perplexing issues for Hazrat Haji Saab. Several years passed in this condition of bewilderment and extreme agitation. When Hazrat Haji Imdadullah's Ustad Mulana Qalandar observed this restlessness, he advised Haji Saab to go to Luhari and meet with Hazrat Mianji. Perhaps your restlessness will decrease, he said. On receiving this guidance from his ustad, Hazrat Haji Saab did not delay a moment. He set off on foot immediately for Lohari. Restlessness and enthusiasm impelled him to go on with such force that his feet became blistered. blistered. Finally, when he reached Lohari and he went to meet Hazrat Mianji, as his gaze fell on the auspicious face of his future uh, 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 sheikh, the image he saw years ago in his dream stood before him. He had reached the end of his long quest and his dashed hope suddenly came into full bloom. Haji Imdadullah immediately fell at the feet of Hazrat Mianji, who simultaneously uh, 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 lifted Haji Saab's head. Embracing him, he said, Have you complete confidence in your dream? This is indeed the first karama or miracle of Hazrat Mianji, uh, further solidified uh, uh, the conviction of Haji Imdadullah. This very first miracle of Mianji further solidified the conviction of Hazrat uh, Haji Imdadullah. Hazrat Mianji's own Shaykh Shah Abdul Rahim, who took bay'ah of jihad in the path of Allah Ta'ala at the hands of Sayyid Ahmed Shaheed. He had sent a message to bring Hazrat Mianji to make bay'ah with Hazrat Sayyid Ahmed. When the messenger arrived in Janjana, Hazrat Mianji was holding the reins of his horse in his hand and giving it water. When the uh, a message was delivered, uh, a state of a spiritual state overcome uh, Hazrat Mianji, the horse too was affected by the spiritual state so much that it began rolling. In response to the message, Hazrat Mianji went to Saharanpur and linked up with Hazrat Sayyid Ahmed Shahid's caravan. When he reached Balakot in Punjab, Hazrat Sayyid Ahmed Shahid and Shah Abdul Rahim instructed him to return to Luhari, Luhari 
uh, in compliance with their instruction, he returned to Lohari and settled down permanently. So this has to do with um, this has to do with uh, um, Sayyid Ahmed Shahid, which again, uh, for those of you who don't know who he is, there's another lecture in the SoundCloud um, that gives in great detail the history of this very important person. Um, essentially, he led a movement for the revival of the Sunnah in the Indian subcontinent. And that movement at some point reaches such a critical mass that the great bulk of the ulama uh, will associate with it, as will the great bulk of the mashaykh of the tariqah of, of Sufism. And they will become so uh, connected to him that great mashaykh of tariqah that have themselves thousands of muridin, they will dissolve their uh, 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 bond of discipleship with their disciples and order them to now uh, uh, take the discipleship of Sayyid Ahmad uh, because of his earnest efforts to uh, protect the, the Muslims from their uh, from from colonial threats and from uh, uh, encroachment of uh, other local powers like the Sikhs and others, and because of his uh, preeminent concern with justice and the establishment of the Shara of Allah Taala in the land. Um, and so, what happens is Shah Abdul Rahim, who is the Sheikh of Mianji Nur Muhammad Janjanvi as well, he will go. He will take bay'ah with Sayyid Ahmad Shahid. He will join his caravan. And he will instruct his own murids the same thing, that come take bay'ah with this shaykh, your bay'ah with me is, uh, uh, is now released. And uh, Mianji will, will, will feel the, 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 the spiritual benefit of and the spiritual overwhelming state that came with this order. And he'll take, take uh, 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 immediate uh, 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 provisions to go and put his hands in the hands of Sayyid Ahmad Shaheed, rahimahullah ta'ala, and both the Sheikh Shah Abdul Rahim and Sayyid Ahmed will instruct Mianji to what? Go back to Luhari. Even though he fought and his army fought in the Battle of Balakot against the, uh, the army of the Maharaja Ranjit Singh. Uh, Balakot is a place in Kashmir and they will be defeated. Um, and their entire focus was on, uh, on, on preserving the, the, the lands of the Muslims from the Sikh army, which will eventually sack Lahore. It will desecrate the masajid of a great number of cities in Punjab. And they will even take over uh, cities in Afghanistan and sack and desecrate the masajid, kill the ulama and do things like that. Um, but uh, the Wazir Khan Masjid in Lahore, which is one of the most beautiful masajid in Lahore, was actually used by the Maharaja Ranjit Singh as what? As a stable for horses. And this is a, 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 type, of, uh, a, a type of propaganda that the Sikhs run. Uh, obviously, we have no problem with our Sikh neighbors. That's their religion. They have it. And Allah Ta'ala gave them, uh, through his Nizam of Taqween, the ability to keep their religion. And even uh, under Muslim Mughal rule, the Qadis, the judges respected it as a form of Hinduism essentially and allowed them to keep that, 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 that religion. And they have a real gripe against the Mughal Empire because they say oh, the Mughals killed uh, two of our gurus. Uh, and the fact of the matter is the Mughals didn't kill their gurus because or execute their gurus because of uh, um, not allowing them to keep their religion. They executed them because of uh, uh, rebellion against the state or, or uh, non-compliance with the sovereignty of the state. And that's a political issue. It's not a religious issue. And so six claim uh, uh, universal respect for all religions, but uh, there are certain uh, uh, preeminent figures in their history, uh, uh, including including the Maharaja Ranjit Singh, who actually uh, 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 desecrated Masajid at very various points in their history, uh, and uh, that was a, a real fear. And Sayyid Ahmad Shahid was 
preoccupied with protecting the Muslims from this desecration and from this uh, 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 calamity and disaster that was about to fall their land, befall their lands. But coming back to Mianji Nur Muhammad Janjani, they sent him back to Lohari, and these are indications Allah Ta'ala gives to the uh, hearts of those people who are clean inside uh, to know where a person is going to be used. If you're trying to uh, have an army and fight a war with people, you want to get as many people, able-bodied soldiers as possible. But the direction, uh, you know, the direction of the pious, we believe it comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That the person who has fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala yahdi qalbahu, Allah ta'ala will, will, will guide his heart, and Allah ta'ala will, will show them what the best direction is. So they actually told Miyaji to go back to Lohari, which is uh, hundreds of miles away, uh, closer to, in the district of Saharanpur, which is closer to Delhi, and further from the frontier uh, um, uh, between, between Lahore and Peshawar, where the uh, uh, caravan of Sayyid Ahmed Shaheed was encamped. So he gives him the order, go back to Lohari and settle there permanently. He accepts his bay'ah and the silsila links up at that point. Uh, uh, and uh, 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 then he sends him back that your job is in Lohari. Don't, you're not going to stay with us. You're not going to join us. Haji Imdadullah narrates that Hazrat Miyanji once after the Friday prayer was giving people some advice, some sincere advice, meaning he was giving bayan to them. People thinking that he was about to leave this world for the hereafter were much grieved and they even displayed their sadness. Conveying their feeling, they said to Hazrat, we thought that in our homes we had a treasure to benefit from whenever we desired. Mianji responded, in the homes you have with you, many of my friends consider them as my representatives. Hazrat Mianji had appointed Hafiz Muhammad Zaman as, as his Khalifa in a public gathering and by implication others too were appointed. Hafiz Zaman Shaheed is one of the companions of, of Haji Imdadullah. And uh, in the, in the uh, uh, insurrection that they had against the British in 1857, he was Shaheed in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, so these people put their money where their mouth is. This is one of the things that irritates me to no end. That there are some certain whack job groups that will go out and call the ulama sellouts. And they'll call the Sufis sellouts. And they'll say, we're the ones who are trying to establish the caliphate like these uh, 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 mal'oon and cursed people of ISIS uh, uh, who kill, who kill uh, uh, Muslims and spill their blood and make war on those people who Allah and His Rasul gave peace and protection and safety in His holy sharia. Uh, and there are other groups that may not uh, uh, use the same means as ISIS, but they have the same claims that we're the one working for establishing the caliphate or the homeland of the Muslims, um, whereas the ulama and the Sufis are all uh, sellouts. And Hafiz Zaman Shaheed, rahimahullah ta'ala, uh, he is a khalifa of Miyaji, and he gave his life for the sake of Allah ta'ala. And the amthal, those like him, are in their thousands uh, of ulama who gave and gave and gave and, and, and uh, uh, spared no sacrifice in this world for the sake of the word of Allah ta'ala to be made supreme. In fact, one of the, the asatiza of the Darulum and Deoband, which were mentioned earlier, Mulana Mazhar Nanotui, rahimahullah tabarak wa ta'ala, Mulana Mazhar Nanotui also fought in, against the British in this occasion. And he, uh, this is one of the, one of the most, one of the most uh, uh, moving and memorable things that I remember from, uh, from Dars, that uh, when talking about the fada'il of the shuhada, those who give their life in the path of Allah Ta'ala, um, our Ustaji mentioned that Mulana Mazhar Nanutui Rahimullah Ta'ala, who fought in 1857, 
he was wounded so badly that he lost consciousness and he was paralyzed amongst a, 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 a pile of bodies essentially. And he saw, he witnessed that the Hur'ain of Jannah came down and they were, they were giving drink to the shuhada. They had pitchers of water with them and they were lowering them in the uh, uh, mouths of the shuhada and pouring water into them. And they came to him as well uh, in their beauty uh, and in their, their radiance. And they put the pitcher to his mouth and then one says to the other that uh, 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 he's not dead yet, this is not his time. And so they pulled the pitcher back and they went away. And so he said that a drop of the water touched his lips. He had a strange habit during his entire life when he would teach hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. He would uh, 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 flick his tongue on his lower lip. And uh, uh, when people would ask him, why do you do that? Uh, is it a nervous tick or whatever? He said that uh, I still can taste the sweetness from that one drop of water that, that touched my lower lip. Uh, and these are people, wallah, they were beautiful people and they were worthy of this, this karama from Allah Ta'ala that He should show it to them. And they were the most honest and upright of people and they were the ones who did the most khidmah of the deen and when they say things like that, I believe them. Hazrat Miyaji had appointed Hafiz Muhammad Zaman as his uh, uh, khalifa, Bamin, at a public gathering and by implication, others too were appointed. After a short while, Hazrat Miyaji became ill he instructed his associates to take him to his hometown, Janjana. Haji Imdadullah continues to narrate the story. When the cart in which he was journeying had reached Tana Bhavan, it was made to halt near the masjid. I too was present. Hazrat said, you are single, while Hafiz Zaman Sahib and Sheikh Muhammad Sahib have families. It was my intention to impose strict and difficult mujahadat and, and struggles on you. But there is no escape from the will of Allah Most High. The call for the journey to the Akhirah has arrived for me. When Hazrat was speaking, I was leaning against the card and crying. Consoling me, Hazrat said, the Fakir doesn't die. He is simply transformed from one abode to another. The same benefit which was experienced during this Fakir's physical life will be acquired from beyond the grave. Finally, Hazrat Miyanji died at the age of 58 on Friday the 4th of Ramadan Mubarak in the year of 20, uh, 1259 Hijrah. In terms of his wasiyah and his final bequest, he was buried in the field of, field of Imam Nasruddin uh, Mahmoud Shahid Sabzwadi. Once a person of kashf uh, or of preternatural intuition who came to Janjana visited the grave of Mianji. Afterward, he commented, Alas, some valim or cruel person, uh, unjust person has buried him near Imam Sayyid Mahmoud on account of respect he is withholding his anwar. If he had been buried in a desolate place, the world would have glittered with his anwar. Uh, if there was not danger of fitna or strife, I would have exhumed him and buried him elsewhere so all could witness his anwar and blessings. Some people had intended to raise the height of his grave. However, uh, in a dream, he forbade them uh, from doing so because he said that to do so is in conflict with the sunnah of the Prophet this is something uh, similar, it reminds me of uh, uh, what happened with Imam Nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala who died at a very young age. Uh, he was a, a, a flag holder of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he lived and died by the sunnah. He had, when he was dying, warned his followers, do not build over my grave because to do so is not permissible and it was not something that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam allowed. And uh, uh, what happens right after he dies, they built a mazar over his grave. And 
what happened after that was a miracle of Imam Nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala, which is that a tree started to grow from inside the grave. And it was a small plant at first, nobody thought much of it. It grew so fast and its branches spread out and it broke the walls of the, uh, of the, uh, of the mazar. And it broke through the ceiling of the mazar as well. And one night, lightning struck it and set it on fire. And it literally burned the entire mazar of uh, Imam Nawawi down so that nothing but the uh, exposed foundations were left. And the, the burned and charred remnant of that tree. And it was like that for centuries until just a year or two ago, uh, 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 these uh, imbeciles from ISIS, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cleanse our land from their uh, evil effect. They actually blew that tree up. And I thought, you people are such morons. You're uh, supposedly trying to show everybody how much you love Tawheed and love the Sunnah. This was a living miracle and a proof that the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was something that was held by his awliya. And this is by the du'as of Imam Nawawi that this tree broke his mazar. And, and, and it was a sign, an ibra for the uh, centuries, for the generations, that this is the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And now you idiots blew it up. And as time goes by, people will say, oh, this story is just a made-up story of, uh, a made-up story of, uh, you know, the hagiographers and that the Sufis always embellish and make up stories about their mashayikh and we can't believe them uh, and whatnot. Uh, even though there are people to this day who are alive who have seen that uh, tree and seen that mazar and uh, uh, once they pass from this world, no, no one will believe it anymore because uh, as the world goes on, people tend to go from truth toward lying. As this dunya progresses, nobody believes one another. Even the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, everyone thinks that the narrators are liars. And the fact is that just because you and I are liars doesn't mean that those people are liars. Those people were people who told the truth and they lived and they died by the truth. Some anecdotes of Miyanji. Miyanji Nur Muhammad left Lohari and came to Janjana because the Patans of Lohari had displeased him on some issue. After Hazrat had left Lohari, a series of fires, one after the other, raged through the different neighborhoods of the town. The Patans understood that the cause of this calamity was the displeasure of Hazrat Miyanji. They came to Janjana after considerable pleadings and they brought Hazrat back to Lohari. After Hazrat's return, there was never again a fire. After some time, the Patans had inquired from Hazrat the reason for the fires after he had left. Hazrat said, the only thing I know is occasionally on account of love for Lohari, I would think of its neighborhoods. It's a beautiful story, not only because it tells the wabal of, 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 of disrespecting the awliya of Allah, it also shows the beauty of, of, of Miyanji, that the Patans thought that this is a punishment uh, uh, for their disrespect to him, but he never meant any harm to any of them. He never meant any harm to any of them. Rather, uh, uh, the fire, he interpreted it as uh, uh, a, a physical manifestation of his love for the city. Uh, 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 and a physical manifestation of his ishq rather than uh, any sort of uh, uh, hatred toward any Muslim. Uh, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a clean heart, uh, even though such a thing is so rare uh, in this day and age. Once when there was a severe drought, several people came to Hazrat Miyanji and requested him for dua. At the time, Hazrat was sucking sugar cane. Amongst these people, there was one with whom Hazrat had a very informal and cordial relationship. Hazrat said to him, if you suck the stalks which I had sucked, inshallah the rain will come. The person at first hesitated, but when pressed by the others, he started to chew and suck on the stalks. As he did, the rain clouds gathered and it began uh, raining in torrents. 
Someone might say, well, that's gross. Well, if Allah Ta'ala loves a person, then even their chewed uh, uh, sugarcane stock becomes a, a matter of value. Maybe Allah Ta'ala didn't show you someone worthy of your love. And that's why you don't, uh, you know, you don't approve. Maybe if he showed you, you would, uh, uh, you would love to, uh, uh, you know, you would love to suck from the stock of his eaten sugar cane as well. It's a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ before everyone gets like, oh, gross, look, Sufi, weirdo, right? Uh, it's a hadith of Rasulullah ﷺ that Su'ul Mu'min Shifa, you can ask people like Mulana Bilal and Mulana Abdurrahman Haji at Daru Qasim about the takhreej of the hadith. Uh, but it is narrated commonly as a hadith that the drinking from the, the leftovers of the drinking vessel of a believer is a shifa and a cure. Uh, and so this is completely substantiated from the sunnah of Rasulullah uh, for those who are concerned about the sunnah in the first place. And for those who aren't, then they'll think everything beautiful is gross. Once a farm caught fire, the farm ran in consternation to Hazrat Mianji and related what had happened. Hazrat had removed the, the, the topi, the hat, from his head and gave it to the farmer, saying, make haste and throw it into the far- fire. The farmer ran back to his farm and threw the hat into the raging fire, which immediately died out. Whenever Hazrat Mianji would go to the marketplace, all the traders would stand in respect. Once a non-Muslim objected to this, he convinced the traders to discard this practice and they agreed. Sometime thereafter, when Hazrat Mianji came to the marketplace, the non-Muslim too was present. Surprisingly, the non-Muslim was the first to stand in respect. All the other tra- traders did likewise as usual. After Hazrat left, the traders questioned the non-Muslim objector. He said, I was helpless. I had no option other than to stand. When Hazrat came, it seemed as if an invisible force had caught hold of my ears and pulled me up to stand. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inna Allah ladina amanu. Allah ta'ala is the one who protects the honor of, of those who believe. Once an alim from Karnal came to Hazrat Mianji, he said, We hear the stories of people having seen the dismemberment of the bodies of the awliya. They see heads, hands, feet, etc. all separated from their bodies. Hazrat replied, My maternal uncle narrated that once he went to visit Hazrat Mian Saab in midday. At the door of his room, was, uh, uh, the door of his room, Afwan, was closed, although not bolted. He said, When I opened the door, I was shocked to see the entire body of Hazrat Mian Saab dismembered. As he saw me, the various limbs reunited. Hazrat Mian Saab sat up and told me not to divulge what I had seen. This is something that has been experienced with a number of the awliya. This was also experienced by the Khadim of Mulana Hussein Ahmed Madani rahimahullah tabarak wa ta'ala once. And he was, uh, uh, he was uh, sworn by uh, Mulana Hussein Ahmed Madani not to tell anybody as long as he's alive uh, what he had seen. And uh, I was very amazed when I heard this myself from one of my asatiza. So I asked him, what is this? What's the point of it? What does it mean? And he said that this is the effect of uh, the dhikr uh, uh, on certain people that in their utmost humility, uh, in their fana, their complete annihilation in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it literally, uh, they see the physical manifestation of themselves being broken in front of Allah ta'ala. Uh, uh, and, and obviously it's something that is not... Uh, it's not something for the public to see. Rather, like the author of the Kashul Mahjub said, every miracle that it was enjoyed by the Anbiya in public is permissible for the awliya to enjoy in private, and Allah Ta'ala knows best. Once a very prominent uh, Hindu mendicant or a sadhu was Hazrat Mianji's guest. So you see, mashallah, they used to interact with the local people 
and they used to show their karam and their generosity to Muslim and non-Muslim alike, uh, muwahid and mushrik alike. He said once a prominent sadhu was Hazrat Mianji's guest. Uh, and more, more to the point, the Hindus also used to respect the Muslims and their holy men, uh, which is very contrary to the kind of nonsense revisionist history that, that unfortunately has become in vogue in, uh, in India nowadays, which portrays Muslims and Hindus somehow at loggerheads with one another for all of history. Obviously, uh, there was fights and difficulties, but in general, people got along and they still get along. Once a very prominent sadhu was Hazrat Mianji's guest. As he departed, he said, Mianji, in my bag is an elixir. Take it with you. It seems as if you're lacking funds. The elixir in alchemy is a substance which transforms base metals into gold. Hazrat Mianji, refusing acceptance, said that he had no use for it. The sadhu against insisted. Hazrat again refused. When he insisted a third time, Hazrat picked up a stone and flung it against the wall in front of him and said to the sadhu, look. When the sadhu looked at it, he stared in astonishment at the wall, the whole wall of which turned into gold. Sadhu commented, truly Mianji, you don't need it. Whoever has Allah Ta'ala, these things just become a bag of tricks. You don't need any of these things. Tell me how many gold uh, coins did Rasulullah need in order to change the entire world. And Yom Al-Qiyamah, you'll see how many dollars and how many pounds and how many euros and how much land and how much power and how much presidency and electoral college votes and Democrat and Republicans you need to get into Jannah and what's uh, valued that day. You'll see all of those things. The sadhu commented, he said, Mianji, truly you don't need it. Hazrat Shaykh al-Islam, Mulana Hussein Ahmed Madani, rahimullah ta'ala, said that the same kafiya which uh, uh, constrained Mansur al-Hallaj to uh, proclaim that I am the truth prevailed for six months on Hazrat Mianji, but nobody knew about this. This, uh, uh, the fact that he could restrain himself admirably and continued with his teachings was a testament to his spiritual condition. Mansur, uh, uh, Hussein bin Mansur al-Hallaj uh, was an interesting uh, figure in the history of Islam and in, in the, interesting of Sufi, in the sorry, history of Sufism. Uh, and he was known to impose upon himself back-breaking mujahadat and struggles that the Mashaykh used to warn him not to, not to do. So he would uh, uh, perform hundreds of raka'at of nafil every day, fast in the heat, uh, all sorts of things that would break him uh, in so many ways. And the Mashaykh warned him not to. And essentially what happened was he kept doing these things until um, such a state came over him that he lost his mind. And uh, he became so aware of the Divine Presence that uh, he couldn't see himself anymore. So he would start saying, Anil haq, Anil haq, that I'm the haq, I'm the haq which is a statement outwardly, uh, uh, outwardly it's, a, it's a statement of kufr, of disbelief. Because the haqq is one of Allah Ta'ala's sifat. Uh, those who feel sympathy for uh, 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 al-Hallaj uh, interpreted it by saying that uh, he was witnessing the divine. He wasn't saying that, that, that he himself is the, the haqq. Rather, he was witnessing his infinitesimal qadr uh, 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 in front of Allah Ta'ala, his insignificance that it made him feel like he was zero and that, that, that all he could see everywhere was uh, Allah Ta'ala uh, and it overpowered him seeing anything else including himself. Uh, Imam Junaid Baghdadi rahimullah Ta'ala who was uh, a combination of both of the sacred law and of the tariqah, it said uh, when the case of uh, 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 Mansur al-Halaj was, Abu Mansur al-Halaj was brought to him, uh, he took off his, his khirqa, his cloak of the darvishes of the Sufis and he put on the cloak of the Qadi and he himself gave the, 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 the fatwa of Qatl that, that 
uh, he should be killed for apostasy for uttering this and he was brought to the gallows and he was hung and he uh, uh, he died uh, but uh, that was because of uh, Imam Junaid's uh, uh, steadfast adherence to the outward form of the law uh, as for what the reality was inside of his heart it's a secret vouchsafe between him and Allah Ta'ala but most of the uh, Sufis they, they say that he was overwhelmed by, by uh, an experience which the Mashaykh warned him uh, not, to, not to take this path because he wouldn't be able to handle himself uh, and because of this he was turned into an example uh, so Mu'ana Hussein Ahmed Madani rahimullah ta'ala for those of you who might think he's uh, uh, you know this is just some Sufi who's embellishing something he was the one who taught Bukhari in the Darul Ulum in Deoband by the wasiya of, uh, of Sheikh Al-Hind of his Sheikh uh, uh, who was the uh, disciple and Khalifa of Mu'ana Rashid Ahmed Gangohi uh, uh, and his, his uh, uh, successor on the seat as uh, Sheikh Al-Hadith in Deoband um, he was the one who said that the kafia the strong condition that came over Mansur Halaj came over Mianji for six months, but he had so much self-control over himself that he concealed it uh, and, uh, and continued with his teaching and didn't let anybody know. It wasn't able to overpower him. Once some people came to Hazrat Mianji and asserted their desire for rectification or islah. At this time, Hazrat was engaged in teaching the children, instructing the children to continue with their lessons. Hazrat went into his room with the people and closed the door. Inside, Hazrat began casting his tawajjuh or his, uh, uh, the, the concentration on the, uh, uh, on the group. The biggest or the eldest of the children from the group learning their lessons came and peeped through a keyhole. He saw Hazrat Mianji with closed eyes sitting and facing the people. The child narrated to the other children what he had seen. He then, with a group of children, imitated the scene. He pretended to be the sheikh and sat in front of them. All the, children's, uh, closed, all the children closed their eyes. When later Hazrat Mianji learned of the children's act, he instructed the boy to sit in front of him with closed eyes. He, however, became scared very quickly. Unable to bear it, he got up and went away. In his old age, that child said that at the time during his childhood when he set closed eyes in front of Mianji, it seemed to him as if a burning flame was put into his heart, which he was unable to bear Immediately uh, thereafter, the flame was lifted. He continued, nevertheless, the effect of the childhood experiences such that even now on a dark night inside the house during the winter with my face covered with a blanket, I am aware of the movement of the leaves of the neem tree outside of the house. Either Hazrat Mulana Rashid Ahmed Gangohi or Hazrat Mulana Ashraf Ali Tanui narrated that someone informed Hazrat Mianji of a man who had an exceptionally beautiful voice. The informer suggested that Hazrat sometime listen to the knot of this person, to the, to the nasheed in praise of the Prophet ﷺ, sung by this person. Hazrat Miyaji said, Sometimes people ask me to be the imam. On the question of singing, even without the accompaniment of musical instruments, there is a difference of opinion. Further, it is a, a part of caution not to listen to it. Therefore, I shall not listen. After narrating this episode, Hazrat Tanvi commented, this indicated the degree of his respect and regard for the post of being Imam. He abstains even from those things in which there is a difference of opinion, uh, an act which some say is permissible and others say is not. This was a, a, a pure Sufi who cared so much for the Sharia. When Hazrat Haji Imdadullah took up residence in the Pir Muhammad Wali Masjid of Tana Bhavan, there was no veranda to the masjid. There was some graves and some trees. An elder by the name of Hassan Ali Shah who participated in Sima or the 
uh, musical audition of the songs of the Sufi lived there. But he was not a man of this world, he was a sincere man. When Hazrat Haji Imdadullah arrived, this elder, out of respect, left the place and went to Shah Wilayat Sahib, the name of a suburb. This elder, despite his advanced age, vacated the place for Haji Imdadullah, who was at the time a young man. When Hazrat Miyaji Nur Muhammad would occasionally visit the place, in this place was a family whose land was expropriated. The family was contesting the action in a bid to reclaim the land. They came to Hazrat Miyaji for dua in this regard. Hazrat said, My Haji Haji Imdadullah finds it difficult to sit here. Build him a veranda and I shall make dua. They promised to build a veranda for him. The matter was heard in a court in Ilahabad. The family was successful and the land was restored to them. The outcome of their application was conveyed uh, uh, to them by a special letter by the authorities. In happiness, they informed Hazrat Miyaji who said, Do you also remember your promise? They said that they could afford only half the cost of the veranda. Uh, uh, Hazrat Miyaji commented, Very well, even if it is half. Soon thereafter, they came an official notification from Ilahabad. The expropriation will be reinstated after the death of the owner. They hastened to Hazrat with the news. Hazrat said, after all, you yourselves have halved it. What can I do now? And this is a very beautiful story about what? That your maqam with Allah Ta'ala is how his maqam is with you. If you want to be halfway in your deen, don't be surprised when he gives you halfway in the dunya. That's not even such a big deal. The fearful thing is if you receive from him halfway in the akhirah, may Allah Ta'ala be all of our protection. His khulafa. Hazrat Miyanji was a fountain head of the Faydan uh, and Irfan uh, uh, and that his system of tarbiyah, moral and spiritual training was exceptionally lofty and most effective and it can be ascertained from the fact that his uh, 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 his uh, Gnostic and spiritual pedestal of his khulafa is on such an elevated status that each of them independently constituted a sun and star of spiritual guidance in their time. So Irfan is, uh, is the gnosis of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ma'rifah. And, uh, 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 and it is a, a term that denotes the understanding of the people who, who know Allah ta'ala and the, the, the kafir or the, the condition of that knowledge of Allah ta'ala pervades their heart. Hazrat Miyanji was a fountainhead of faydan, of the divine effluence, spiritual uh, effluence that comes from the divine and the Irfan, the divine gnosis. And his system of tarbiyah, of spiritual and moral training was exceptionally lofty and most effective. This can be ascertained from the fact that the uh, Gnostic and spiritual pedestal of his khulafa are of such elevated status that each of them constituted a star and sun of spiritual guidance in their time. The following are the names of these illustrious khulafa of Hazrat Miyanji. Haji Imdadullah al-Muhajir al-Makki rahimahullah ta'ala. Hafiz Muhammad Damin al-Shaheed rahimahullah ta'ala. Hazrat Mawlana Sheikh Muhammad Farqi Al-Tanawi Rahimullah Ta'ala Hazrat Sheikh Muhammad Khan Luhari Hazrat Sayyid Muhammad Amir Janjanwi and Hazrat Sheikh Barakat Ali Shah Rahimullah Ta'ala wa Qaddasallahu Asrarahum Hazrat Hafiz Zaman was martyred on the 24th of Muharram 1274 Hijra on a Monday at the time of Zuhur in the Jihad campaign against the British in the field of Shamli His grave is in Tana Bhavan Hazrat Mawlana Sheikh Muhammad Tanwi rahimahullah ta'ala passed, at, passed away at 10 a.m. on Tuesday, the 7th of Rabi'ul Awul and 12, 96 Hijra. Uh, he was buried near the Eidgah of Tana Bhavan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, accept from them and accept from uh, us all. Allahumma la tahrimna ujurahum sallallahu ta'ala 
وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أجمعين